0: he's breaking it down so you don't have to this is breaking it down with Frank McKay on 1071 WlirFM Hampton Bays
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to breaking it down Frank McKay here so much more importantly Adam LaRoche is our very special guest and uh, what a what a career he had in professional baseball you hated to play against him but you love them on your team and you love them as a fan to watch what he would do between the white lines, but more importantly, what he's always done, and he's uh, anybody who's played with him, anyone who's played around him, knows that uh, what what he does off the field is uh, is so important. And he's always been about giving back. Terrific guy. His charity, by the way, is E3 Ranch Foundation, and it's uh, it's about supporting uh, combat veterans. Um, WHO, YOU KNOW, FIGHT AGAINST HUMAN TRAFFICKING AND, and HUMANITARIAN CRISIS GLOBALLY, AND uh, what, a, WHAT A WELL-SPENT LIFE THIS MAN HAS HAD AND IS HAVING, AND I'M ABSOLUTELY THRILLED TO HAVE HIM HERE. ADAM, HOW ARE YOU?
2: I'M GREAT, BUDDY. GOOD, good TO BE ON, and, uh, AND I APPRECIATE THAT INTRODUCTION. It's, it's going, THINGS ARE GOING GREAT.
1: WELL, LISTEN, IT'S WELL-, well DESERVED. Uh, HOW DID YOU START WITH THIS? DO YOU COME FROM A MILITARY family?
2: No, no, I don't. You know, I, when I played playing ball, I got to spend, uh, well, one, when we'd go out to, to San Diego, uh, you know, Coronado's out there where our Navy SEAL teams train, the West Coast guys. And so anytime we'd go in to play the Padres, I'd always go out and I'd grab some teammates and go out in the morning to Coronado and, and just go hang with the SEALs and kind of learn their their world um and, and you know to see that camaraderie and that brotherhood was always just really attractive as, as baseball players to to do that side of it so you we know, go to the other side of the country where our walter reed military hospital is in dc and, and so anytime we would go in to play the nationals um i'd get to go over and spend some time at, at walter reed and and just see these kids you know 19 20 year old kids that were in really bad shape um you know fresh off the battlefield and to just kind of hear their hearts and stories and, and where they're at and trying to figure out a way that we could help them and serve them and we decided at the time we had this ranch in kansas where we where we live that's where i'm at right now been, been here forever um and and decided to start bringing those guys out and just hosting them as a way to say thank you so that started back in Gosh, probably 2012, Um, and then when I retired in 2016, now to get to do that full time um, has been, you know, as as awesome as baseball was. This has been way more rewarding than than anything I ever got to do on the field.
1: Well, listen, uh, we appreciate it. I I come from a military family, and there's not enough people like you that uh, that that are paying attention to the folks once they leave uniform. uh, Also, I mean that's. Uh, that's a big part of it. Um, PTSD is such a, a, a big uh, big issue now and somehow or another, uh, we we're, we're all very grateful for them while they're th- these men and women are in uniform. but once they leave uniform, we kind of forget that they exist. You're one of the people who who don't and uh, you know we really appreciate that uh, from uh, from your standpoint. I, your your uh, fellow uh, teammates and uh, and and players, from other teams, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of patriotism out there, and there's a lot of folks from uh, from different parts of mm-hmm. this country who I'm sure are, are supportive. Uh, do you have uh, do you have others, uh, other major league players, uh, participating in the ranch? Uh,
2: you know, we do. There's guys, and, and usually it's it's a lot of former teammates. But come in and out and whether that's during hunting season to just to come in on a hunt, to get a break, or when we're hosting these events with the veterans, you know, the, the amount of guys that come in, uh, just to serve. And and again, and and you mentioned it earlier, you know, when you, when you lose that uniform as as a soldier, um, it can be crushing, you know, to become a a former guy instead of a current guy and and to be in their mind a lot of times, you know, it has been with, with now no no mission or purpose, um, can be just incredibly depressing. That's why we're lo- literally losing so many guys a day to suicide. And then and we see it on the sports side. You know, you see it with athletes that make you know we're 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 way overpaid for getting to go play a game. So you get these guys that have made tons of money, have all these things. You would think would be, you know, totally at peace and and enjoying retirement. So many of them use the, lose the, the uniform which um, is just, just does something psychologically um, that that can lead to some dark places so you know times that by a hundred or a thousand or whatever with our our veterans um, you know so so a chance to, to kind of get them out of that rut and 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 bring them out and and give them some hope and a, and a new mission and purpose and get them back in that team room atmosphere and that brotherhood Um has been has been a, a joy
1: uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh about the uh e3 ranch uh you know the the foundation uh you know obviously we we got a kind of an overview here but if you it's, uh, you know a little more um it just sounds terrific it just sounds uh you know like you're thinking outside of the box well thank you runs. yeah
2: yeah no i appreciate it. you know that's that's one side of it is, is with the soldiers and the other piece um is, is some of the counter-human trafficking work we get to do uh in in partnership with law enforcement and and helping you know find and locate these these kids that are being trafficked and uh and bring their traffickers to justice Uh, i used to think it was a, a third world issue and and again back when i was still playing in the off season um i got to do some work overseas in the counter human trafficking space and and at that time really thought it was just happening in some of these darker remote Kind of third world countries, and then quickly learned within a year or two that it's all over the United States and, and growing rapidly. It's, it's actually our fastest growing criminal enterprise in the U.S. right now, which is hard to believe with the with the drug trade and and everything else going on. You know that it would be that big of a deal, and and the hard thing is it's something you don't you don't. It's so hard to see unless you're looking for it and, and actively hunting it, um, and we just don't. Uh, especially now, we just don't have enough law enforcement and, you know, authorities out there c- combating it. So to be able to kind of come in as a force multiplier um, and and help them in, in combating that is, you know, is one of the things that, that we've really dove into and and been able to
1: impact. Yeah, I mean, so much about human trafficking uh, is, is not known by the general public either. They, uh, it's uncomfortable, and and people don't want to uh, admit it's here, or, or it's just uh, it's something that they kind of it kind of gets moved to the uh, to the background. But you figure with all the cameras and everything here, uh, li- listen, you you can't keep an eye on everyone, and our law enforcement, in, in many ways, their hands are tied, and and you know you don't want to p- protect people's rights, but in the in. in the meanwhile people are, are taking advantage uh, in in the worst possible way so listen what what you're doing is just you're, you're doing mm-hmm. God's work it's uh, just amazing uh, what you're doing um, can you uh, can you give us an well, idea of how you. how people can help out how can people people get involved people listening to to our voices now uh, what can they do to get involved in in a small way or a big way
2: yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, one of the things on, on, a, on a lighter side, um, a, a friend of mine in the country music world, Luke Bryan, uh, yeah. lives in Nashville, and, and I was up there a few months ago, and I, I li- literally I got stuck there. I had some flight there was there was flight delays or something, and couldn't get out, and I needed to get home back to our ranch. And so my daughter, who lives there, had the idea to, that I should go steal Luke's truck because <laughs> um, this was nighttime; it was late. And um, yeah. and you know she got the wheels turning. So anyway, we kind of put a night mission together and went in. And I knew at the time that Luke would always leave the keys in his truck in his garage. So <laughs> we did. We snuck in there. Uh, I stole his truck, an unbelievable customized truck. Yeah. Uh, drove it back to the to the ranch here in Kansas, and uh, and then got the idea with his wife Caroline, who enjoys pranking Luke more than anybody. That we were that we were going to hack into his social media, and, and which, as you can imagine, is like millions of people yeah, following, and and post and post that he is giving his truck away for for our foundation for the E Three Ranch Foundation. Um, so we created a website and kind of scrambled and did all this stuff, and and then we did, and then we posted it out on on Luke's all Luke's social media, and uh, and it was pretty funny when he found out kind of the investigation first for him looking for his truck and his farm managers and, like, law enforcement and trying to get everybody to track it down. And then when he found out that I stole it (laughs) and that he was actually giving it away um, was was pretty
1: comical. Yeah, that's just great. Uh, Listen, uh, you you talk about another guy. He gives back to uh, Luke Bryant, uh, the two of you. uh, uh, It's not surprising that you guys are friends. Adam, uh, just congratulations (laughs) on on everything that's happened on the field, but uh, thank you for everything you've done off the field. Uh, just uh, an amazing way to spend a life. Uh, can you uh, can you give us a website or a social media site uh, so we can follow yeah. along with you, the ranch, and everything else?
2: Yeah, so for this initiative, uh, again, a chance to win his truck amongst other prizes, <laughs> like a trip to Mexico for his concerts and stuff. Is- yeah is uh, Luke gives back Luke gives back.org org and, and also e3gives.org um, you know will both lead you to that initiative so yeah check it out um, and and just know that uh, we really appreciate the uh, the support coming in and it's going to a good cause so thank you guys for the time
1: Adam do you have uh, social me- personal social media where people could follow along with what you're doing or a website
2: man i am terrible on social media um i do have some but to be honest i don't even know exactly what they are i, I guess as my daughter would say it, at 43 i'm uh past my prime on, <laughs> on the social media stuff so i'm terrible with it but <clears throat> yeah i think uh you go to the website and it'll it'll direct you to our to our social media platforms as well
1: adam thank you so much for being here
2: yeah, so it's good
1: to good to talk with you, and have a great Christmas. You too, Merry Christmas, uh, Adam LaRoche, everyone. All right, buddy. Uh, just uh, what a what a career! What what a wonderful thing he's doing here. Uh, yeah, he's uh, really he's one of those guys who gives back, and certainly we appreciate what he does for uh, for for vets and uh, human trafficking too. I mean, he's taken on a lot there. Uh, you know, he's someone who's always kind of looking to see what he can do. And, um, and, listen, he played with a lot of teams also. Dynamite player. He played for 12 seasons uh, in MLB and um, uh, Atlanta Braves. He uh, made big impact over there. Um, uh, Pirates, Red Sox, um, Diamondbacks, uh, Washington Nationals. Of course, he got uh, tremendous attention there. Um and, uh, and Chicago White Sox. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Adam LaRoche has been our very special guest, former Major League player, first baseman, uh, terrific player, but uh, more importantly, what he's doing off field is great, and his charity is the E3 Ranch Foundation. Check it out and be supportive. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
0: This is breaking it down with your host Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to breaking it down. Frank McKay here with the incomparable Debbie Boone. Uh, absolutely wonderful. And what better to talk to uh, Debbie Boone about than uh, than a Christmas song or a uh, a winter song? And and what. Uh, ties there are connected to it uh snow is the name of it and it's in it's in our queue We've been listening in it, in, to it for uh, for the last week here, my family that is, while we do it and uh, and the beautiful voices, nice blend together uh, for uh, Debbie Boone and John Hopkins from the the uh, Zach Brown band. What a great song, great choice. Rosemary Clooney did this with uh, Bing Crosby, I think, in White Christmas. Uh, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Debbie Boone, how are you?
4: I'm doing well. It's a little early here for me, so my voice is a, 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 a couple of notes
1: lower than usual but uh happy to be talking to you are, are you in LA I am you are you're not seeing much snow out there now but you can sing about it and you could read about it and you could watch it uh but uh That's but right. <laughs> but uh, l- let me tell you what uh, you guys hit a home run with this what a beautiful version of it you got to be very happy
4: You know, it was a real surprise um, when everybody calls John Hop, Hop for Hopkins, and he called me one day out of the blue and wanted to know if I'd be interested in flying to Atlanta in May to record a a song called Snow from White Christmas with him, and it was just the most random but fun uh, experience, and uh, I fell head over heels. He's such a dear, sweet man, and uh, we had so much fun with. Um, the yacht rock uh, review group that uh, played for for his whole album, but played on this, and we shot a video. Um, it was just a um, it was just such a nice surprise to have this happen this year.
1: Yeah, you know, I got a taste of the video too. <laughs> Beaut- it, beautifully done. It's all professionally done. It just, it's just uh, it just, you guys hit it out of the park. And what I love about this is, uh, you know, and I say this, I, I say this a lot to a lot of the people who choose to do a Christmas song uh, they're evergreen they last forever and uh, 50 years from now 100 years from now people will probably be enjoying this song uh, the same way my family is enjoying it uh, this uh, this whole week uh, moving up to uh, to to Christmas Christmas Eve and and Christmas and and beyond Uh, and I I don't know if that crosses your mind but uh, every time you do something like this there's a chance of uh, of that happening you know,
4: I, I don't know that this particular time, that has crossed my mind, um, and it's really delightful to think of it that way, so thank you, um, because I do think that uh, this, this version, I mean, White Christmas, people watch that movie um, as a tradition every year, uh, but it's surprising to me how few people, when they hear the record, know the song, um, but uh, they're all loving it and the, the particular treatment of it, um, that this kind of yacht rock treatment, um, that is just feel good, uh, and uh, it gets under your skin, and I love the thought that uh, another generation will have this on their Christmas playlist.
1: <laughs> uh, were you were you into the into the history? You know, we mentioned White Christmas here and Rosemary Clooney, of course, who uh, is your mother-in-law, uh, and uh, you know, of course, your dad, legendary dad. Um, I, were you into the history growing up, or was it just so familiar to you that it was like you know, second nature? The history growing up of of what well of well of, of of the the business of uh of what your dad did of what rosemary did uh were you were you into the history of that or was it were you a little too close to to kind of appreciate it
4: i think too close to appreciate it um you know it was just uh, it was just everyday life, my dad being on television or in movies and doing concerts and it was just this is what our dad does doesn't everybody <laughs> Um, you know, it took a little growing up to see that uh, it was sort of rarefied air we were growing up in.
1: Yeah, I—I'll I, tell you, my mother, my late mother's favorite song always was "You Light Up My Life," and—and and she played it as I, I, she was passing. You know, that whole week that she was passing, she asked me to play it, and we just kept playing it over and over. And what a what a Uh-oh. version that was. And I'm sure you hear things Uh-oh. like that a lot, and uh, you. Yeah. You've done so much in your career. I hate to just bring up You Light Up My Life, but what a, what a song, and it still holds up. Talk about being evergreen. You Light Up My Life certainly is evergreen.
4: Yeah, yeah, and I'm so grateful that it connects me to people's lives in poignant ways like what you've just told me. That is a gift. It's truly a gift. And interestingly, I was just on the Grand Ole Opry with uh, John Driscoll Hopkins doing snow, but we also did a version of "You Light Up My Life" where he and a group called Balsam Range sang harmony, and and that was a whole new treatment uh, that gave it kind of a whole new uh, feel too. Uh, all these years later, Y
1: yeah, you know, I pardon me for not knowing this, but did you and and uh, and Hop, uh, did you guys uh, record? A, a, a bunch of songs? A, a bunch was, of it, songs? was it uh, an album's was it? worth? Was it just, uh, just Snow? Uh, and again, pardon me for not knowing this.
4: No, no, it was just the single. Uh, he brought me in to do a duet on a Christmas album, and um, it got a little late in the year when they completed the album, so the album will be released next year. But we uh, were just so in love with this single and the video that we released it this year because we couldn't wait
1: (laughs) you know Debbie it's so easy for me to say now because I've been listening to it but what what foresight he had uh, John thinking that you guys would blend so beautifully on this uh, on this tune um, it it really is uh, you know great foresight he's uh, he's very skilled very well respected you know, he's a multi-instrumentalist uh, and uh, and just a great songwriter. Uh, obviously, everyone knows his work with Zach Brown, but he, he, it goes beyond that. Uh, he, very talented man.
4: He's so talented. Uh, I mean, uh, to watch him in the studio... To listen to him talk about music, he's a student of the voice, he's a student of all different kinds of music. I mean, he just amazes me. He's just one of those guys that uh, has this huge brain that can hold so much information, and then he has so much talent. And on top of all of it, he is the nicest guy you could ever hope to meet.
1: Listen, I, I want to congratulate you on an amazing career. Uh, all your faith-based work, too, has just been uh, tremendous and inspirational to, uh, to so many pe- people, millions and millions of people. Uh, Debbie, do you have a website or a social media site? Do you get into any of that?
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm not the greatest at it, but DebbieBoon.com is my website and uh, DebbieBoonMedia for Facebook and Instagram
1: on well, Debbie, congratulations on everything—not just snow, but snow for sure. Uh, what a what a beautiful version, and uh, thrilled to talk to you. God bless, uh, Debbie. Thank you. God bless you too, Debbie Boone. Everyone, the wonderful, incomparable Debbie Boone, her and Hop, as they call them, uh, just uh, put a a okay. great, uh, wonderful version duet. Of uh, of the old song cover version of Snow, and I, I bet you a lot of you have not heard it. If you haven't seen some of the older uh, films, you know, like White Christmas, uh, you wouldn't have seen uh, Rosemary Clooney well, and uh, Bing Crosby play it and and sing it. But John Driscoll Hopkins and Debbie Boone uh, do this song such uh, in such a beautiful okay. way. Uh, and Debbie, by the way, her songs. Uh, uh, over the years, uh, you know, she she's gotten into, uh, you know, into country, but uh, certainly a lot of Christian music. I know a father, and um, I've had him on the show uh, several times. I've met him in um, in in person. Pat Boone, and uh, you know, if you think about Pat Boone, he's still going. Um, it, it's just absolutely crazy um, to think about w- how long he has been um, he has been relevant. And he started out and you know I mentioned I mentioned my late mother my mother was a Pat Boone fan and um, and she was born in 1939 I mean just uh, you know let's uh, let's think about that for a second but right? she's born in 1939 and she was into um, not Elvis but the, the the kind of the the uh, sugar-coated <laughs> Elvis right w- which was Pat Boone I mean he was the clean-cut version, the white bucks, and uh, what you uh, saw there was not going to uh, offend anybody. I mean, he uh, uh, he was somebody that the parents could love. By the way, he's 88 years old now. I mean, it's just amazing. He's 88 years old, Papoon, and um, uh, just a funny, uh, you know, just uh, amazing how it, uh, how it lasts. You know, I, I've told this story before but uh i had a um uh, a a hitman on on the show and we had to disguise his voice and he was the subject of a book and and you know they they're doing a movie now but he had uh taken out hits on 350 people um in the in the middle of his interview as i was ending his interview and his voice was all disguised and all um i said to him and I didn't know who he was, you know, uh, you know, type of thing. I didn't know what, legit or whatever. But I, I'm talking on with this weird, distorted voice and all, and he was great. It was interesting talking about killing 350 people, drug cartels, and all this. And, and I uh, and and I got a uh, a call in between, and I said to him, I said, you know, you, you'll never believe this. You can't make this up. I said that's Pat Boone, and I got an interview coming up. And he says, Oh, I know Pat like that, and just what you think about it, uh, very, very funny, but anyway, the, the great Pat Boone, uh, uh, wonderful uh, family uh, lives on as legacy, and Debbie Boone was just our very special guest. Snow was the name of the song with um, John Hopkins, not that John Hopkins, uh, John Hopkins from Zac Brown Band, and uh, they do a really nice version of of Rosemary Clooney and Bing Crosby's duet. Uh, Rosemary Clooney, the significant there, is uh, Debbie Boone's mother-in-law. Frank McKay signing off. Debbie Boone has been our very special guest. Uh, And we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Frank McKay. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.
0: It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay.
1: Long Island Vibes. On
0: 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a very talented lady, and she's constantly doing something. You've seen her on Dancing with the Stars, and I, you could hear her on Steven Universe and OK, KO, Let's Be Heroes, and uh, if you get a chance to see her live with the lampshades, uh, it just it's absolutely terrific. She's terrific, and of course, everyone knows her as Meredith from The Office, and uh, big hit a big hit a couple of years back, and it uh, it comes back every Christmas now. Uh, a swinging little Christmas with Jane Lynch. Kate Flannery is our very special guest, and absolutely thrilled to have her. Hey, Kate, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Doing terrific. Well, listen. Congratulations. You you're one of those people who are just constantly working. Seem like your your feet are always moving, and everything's going on. Um, I, did did you get hit? Yeah. With the with the pandemic, uh, did you uh, did you just keep working cuz of the voiceovers or uh the music? Yeah. I mean, what what happened when the yeah, pandemic hit? I was
3: really hit? lucky. This is the thing. I was actually touring with Dancing with the Stars right before all this went down. So I was lucky enough to get to host and dance at Radio City, which is nuts. I mean, I used to I used to wait tables a few blocks away right near Carnegie Hall. So I was yeah. so excited to get to play uh Radio City. Um but yeah it just it's been a very interesting time i'm doing a lot of cameos which are it's that that um uh website and app where you can leave them, get a get a message from a celebrity like for a birthday or yep anything or christmas and that's been really busy because it's a new world because people can't leave their homes so they don't go out to dinner they order a cameo it's crazy yeah. uh and, it's a
1: great idea actually for a gift it's yeah a, yeah
3: yeah it's interesting um and I, I got to do uh, a, a movie um, right before all this went down that's um, coming out in, in January Golden arm. on HBO called Golden Arm. It's right. a, a female um, arm wrestling movie. It's a comedy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, hey, listen, you have that, and uh, also we should mention that on The Peacock uh, is where you'll be seeing The Office and streaming there. Well, the out.
3: Office is moving to Peacock from Netflix, so I know it's a huge change for a lot of people, and a lot of people are not happy about it, but I'm <laughs> going to tell you there's a bonus about watching The Office on Peacock. You're actually going to have an option to watch longer versions of episodes with deleted scenes that were not on the DVDs, they're actually going to be extended versions, and uh, I've actually been doing some some voice work on them just to make sure that they're up to snuff. And uh, they're really go- they're going to a lot of trouble to give the fans a little bit of ex- uh, extra. Make it worth your while to move. Make the move. You know, it's okay. We'll be okay.
1: Yeah, people, you you got to get over it. It's it's Netflix. It's not your sister. It's not your brother. They're not taking it away. They're taking it from Netflix and going to the, the Peacock.
3: so obsessed with The Office. It's nuts. It's like their culture. They leave it on all day, and I'm like... Don't leave us. That's
1: okay. We love you. <laughs> well, listen. Kudos to whoever put the casting together for The Office because you guys are just the, the perfect cast, and and not the least you. I can't imagine anyone else as Meredith in uh, oh my in God. The Office. Yeah, and well, l- listen, and th- you know the y- you know you mentioned cameo, and I think it's interesting, especially this time of year, where people are trying to figure out, scratch their heads, you know, like what do I do? I, I think cameo is a great idea for a gift. I'm going to get someone you uh, cameo from you for uh, for Christmas because uh, they love your work and uh, and everything else. But uh, everyone your should go to. No good.
3: I'll do it for you. Don't worry.
1: Just <laughs> call me. Don't worry. <laughs> well, hey, l- listen. The other thing. Is all all night, uh, all night. I thought you were terrific as uh, as the principal there, and uh, you know you talk about the antithesis of of Meredith. Uh, it, you know, again, you're constantly working. You constantly have things going on. I'm what,
3: really lucky. I'm really really lucky. I, I mean, I I realize that it's it's nuts. And you know, what's so nice too is that every Christmas. I get to, you know, tour with Jane Lynch. Uh, I mean, we we haven't we actually played the Carlisle. We do a non-Christmas show. We were at the Carlisle two years ago, um, and we've we've been performing together and touring for the last five years. But Christmas, the last four years, have been amazing because it's so fun. Uh, we have this album, "Swinging Little Christmas," that went to uh, number eight on the Billboard Top Ten for a yeah. few weeks, and it just afforded us this great fun every year and and uh i think the last time we were in new york doing it we we were at city winery which i don't think is there anymore no uh, but i'm sure no. we will be back in new york doing our christmas show again we played joe's pub and uh and 54 below and i'm sure there will be there will be more there'll be another but you know it's it's uh it, it is uh I, I do feel really really lucky and i it's great because jane is so talented but such a great human being and we really have a great time we are really sisters from another mister we really are
1: well, listen, it's uh, it's terrific, but just think about it for a second. It reached number eight. It's terrific. I mean, I have it here. It's crazy. Uh, it's it's crazy. number eight on Billboard. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. A swinging little Christmas. Everyone's everyone should get it. When's the next time you're gonna you're gonna do anything live with the lampshades or or anything? Is everything well, on hold?
3: I'm doing a drive-in show at the Forest Lawn Cemetery in Los Angeles. Uh, of february six but it's it's a drive in so everybody's in their cars yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be a little testing of the waters and then Jane Lynch and I are we're we're still scheduled for some out of town shows I think in Texas in May or June, but I don't know if that's going to happen I don't know I really don't
1: well, listen. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. What a career you've put together! Not bad for for a gal from Philadelphia, and it just keeps going and going and going. And your voiceover work is just uh, terrific, and your acting work is wonderful. But the stage work seems like something you're really you're pumped on. At least it, it comes across that way, uh, you know, live and on 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 video. You you love live.
3: I do. You know, I I I was so lucky to get to do. Uh, I did a, a bunch of off Broadway. I did uh, in 1996. I was in New York doing um, a stage production of the movie Valley of the Dolls, and I had such a great time. That was one of the most fun roles. I it was. I always call it like pre YouTube theater. but The only way we to sort of <laughs> share something older. Um, but you know, I I it's been. I mean, I I'm super lucky. Even though I had to wait tables while I was doing that show because we weren't paid very well. I I got great reviews and I had a great time. And, you know, I feel like if you're doing what you love, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, life is life is good.
1: Yeah, you're very humble. You keep saying how lucky you are, but somehow the harder you work, the luckier you get. And uh, listen, congratulations on an amazing career, still going strong, a swinging little Christmas. Uh, again, reach number eight on Billboard. You, everyone's got to get it. It's a must. Jane Lynch and Kate Flannery. Uh, Kate, give us your website, your social media site, and, and let us know where we can get you on Cameo. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's our,
3: uh, just go to Cameo slash Kate Flannery. Um, you can go to the website, um, Cameo.com slash Kate Flannery. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at the real Kate Flannery because there's a fake Kate Flannery. So go to the real <laughs> one. Uh, and then on Twitter, it's at Kate Flannery. And then you can go to lampshades.com uh, to see our our uh, next lampshade show. And um, yeah, we're just, I'm, I'm just doing my thing. And uh, and I just want to say, I hope everybody has a great holiday despite all this uh, Michigas. We will get through this together. We will be together again, and I will be there. And you know what? And if and if we're not together, you can just turn me off. You know, uh, <laughs> you can watch Peacock. and just, If you don't like it, just turn it off. It's okay. I think uh, you're going to like it
1: though. Well, listen, I'm going to uh, continue to remind everyone. Uh, I, I know you got to run. Thank you very much for being here. And, again, congratulations on everything, Kate.
3: Take good care. Thanks again. Hope to see you. Kate
1: Bye-bye. Flannery, everyone. A swinging little Christmas. Again, reach number eight. Reach number eight on the Billboard charts. Just think of that. And uh, I, you know, I, I kid you not, right? She's constantly working. I, I'm, I, I'm impressed with workers. I mean, I, I do a lot of what they call work, and it doesn't feel like it because, uh, I, you know, I always love what uh, what I do, and uh, and it, it doesn't seem like I'm working at all. She seems like the same, same type. She's always doing something, and uh, you know, again, I, you know, the office is what she really hit with, and she plays Meredith. On the office, and there's so many big fans there. And again, that's uh, you know, people look at that and say, All right, "Wait, that's a, a, a huge uh, part of a career." And, and no kidding, I mean, it's uh, it, it's uh, kind of that that crowning achievement. But she's got so much more going because she's always working. I mean, she's constantly working. Uh, Steven Universe and in this show called Okay. KO Let's Be Heroes it's, uh, These are uh, animated shows And uh, and you know She's you got so many um, uh, Episodes uh, You know at least on the OK KO I mean just constantly uh, working A show called All Night Um Again, the work with the the lamb Shades, She's just constantly working. She's just constantly working. I bet she doesn't have to either. I mean, she just uh, she seems to to love it. Uh, you've seen her on American Housewife, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Brooklyn Nine Nine, lots of lots of shows. Get get her on cameo. Uh, it'd be a fun thing to get a an office fan. And I know somebody I'm going to get one for. I know she offered one for free, but we'll, we'll pay for it. I don't want a freebie. Uh, anyway, she's uh, she's wonderful. Kay Flannery, you know her best as Meredith from The Office. But uh, again, uh, here, talking about a swinging little Christmas uh, with Jane Lynch. And again, Jane Lynch had a big hit with that, reached number eight. And uh, Kay Flannery is a big part of that. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on breaking it down
0: in many ways Long Island is the story of America it's breaking it down with Frank McKay Long Island is definitely the place for you now here's your host Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to breaking it down Frank McKay here with a very special guest they don't come any bigger than this It's the the National Santa. Tim Conahan is our very special guest, and you can hear the bells in the background. And uh, and we're going to be talking about his new book, Santa's Tips to Surviving the Holidays. Uh, Tim has been doing this uh, for 50 years, and he is the National Santa. He's the real Santa, guys. If you're you're listening and you want to know where the real Santa is, he's right here with us. Uh, Santa, how are you?
5: I am doing wonderful, Frank. Uh, just great, just great, and uh, so glad to speak to everybody. You know, both uh, on Long Island and down in West Palm Beach, and all the people that are listening everywhere uh, to today's today's program. It's uh, great to be with you.
1: Uh, yeah, just uh, listen. Thr- thrilled to have you. Uh, what a gig, right? Uh, did you think when you put that that suit on? uh back i guess in vietnam right were you was it vietnam the first uh was that the first time well, you put it on?
5: In, in vietnam it was actually just the beard i mean it was a beard of barbasol shaving cream ah. <laughs> wow and uh it was just a just a little bit of fun for my fellow you know soldiers and stuff but a year later i was uh in college working at the department store and uh one day they pulled me out of the ranks and said, hey, we need someone to sit in the in chair and wear the suit for three days. Can you do it? And I did, and it ended up being three years I was Santa. It was Bullock's Department store out in Los Angeles, which was part of the Macy's family. And, uh, and I've been doing this ever since. Uh, friends, family, and professionally, 22 years ago, I, I started doing more of it and also teaching other Santas, other elves and helpers and things. And along the way, uh, I started doing the Hollywood Christmas Parade, which also introduced me to other celebrities, and then, of course, the Marine Corps. And I became the National Santa for the Marine Corps Toys for Tots. This year, we're celebrating the 75th anniversary of Toys for Tots. And uh, working on our program right now to... Hopefully, reach eight, maybe even nine million children this year.
1: Amazing! I, I first of all, we thank you for your service and your other um, uh, folks around. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, God bless you on that, and uh, and Tim, uh, just uh, just an amazing career that you put together, and everything I've heard about you is just uh, incredible. Uh, you're the you're the one that that people look at and say, "Oh, this is this is how." You should act. Uh, what, what's one of the biggest uh, mistakes, let's say, the department store Santas make and, and the elves, and uh, but, but really the Santas? What, what do you think the, the biggest mistake they make? Everyone's got their heart in the right place, obviously, but you're the pro. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think if one thing that they could all do better, what would it be?
5: Well, it's hard to say what could make it better. You know, the key thing that all of us try to practice, two things. One, uh, you must have the spirit of Christmas in your heart, what you're doing with the family and the kids and everything like that. Number two, uh, our number one rule is we are there for the children. If we take care of the children, everything else is taken care of. Because the kids are happy, the parents are happy, you know, it, it makes it wonderful. Uh, it is difficult because every child is different. Every child comes up with a different wish. Sometimes they come up with wishes that are not easy to, to respond to because Santa's magic is toys. Uh, Santa can't uh, fix a divorce. Yeah. Santa can't uh, make somebody uh, fix their illness and make them better. You know, his his magic is toys, but he has to be able to talk to the children and make them know that they're loved and that things might get better. You know, so we hope things will get better. But uh, most of the time, it's 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 happiness and joy and talking about toys and uh, of course reminding all the children to be good. You know, I want to know if you know little Frank is on the nice list and not the
1: naughty list. You know. Yeah, it, listen no. so, some things never change. <laughs> and uh and I am sure I spent a lot of time on that naughty list as a kid. But uh Santa's tips to surviving no. <laughs> the holidays. Uh it, it's listen, this is uh this this is an important book because we're having such a hard time uh getting through the holidays all the time and it's got to be a joyous time and everything else. Uh, along with with talking about the book, uh how have the kids changed over the years? I mean, you've you have a unique perspective on kids because they are seeing you as this figure and they are they are asking <laughs> you specific questions have the kids changed much in those years
5: well i think the children have always been very sharp very smart but uh Things changed for the children too. For example, back in the 1960s and 70s, Santa was using a little room or some isolated area the kids went and visited. They were with him a minute or two and then they were gone. You know, they didn't see him anymore. Now Santa is out in the middle of the mall in a nice little court area. The kids get to see him for 15, 20, maybe even 45 minutes. They can watch him. And uh, the kids are smart. So if the the beard is not uh, real, if it's elastic or you know or something's you know not not realistic, it can ruin the realism for the children. And the parents want the children to believe. Yeah. So real bearded Santas have become very important for a lot of the malls and the shopping centers. And and again, families they want even the kids grow up so fast. So they want them to believe. They want that innocence. They want that fantasy to continue. So that's the big thing that's changed a lot, you know. Uh, of course, toys and gifts and things like that, you know, we're, we're not, Santa's magic is toys. It's not things that begin with an eye, you yeah.
2: know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know what? I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, there's there's magic in believing, but there's certain things that, that Santa just can't fix. Uh, let's talk about the book a little bit and, uh, and give us an overview. Go ahead. Of it, and uh, and how long has it been in the making?
5: Well, it's this started uh, you know quite a few years ago because you know in, in my work as Santa, uh, and and for everybody listening, you expect Santa to start showing up. You know, usually he starts showing up right after Black Friday, but sometimes a little earlier. And if most of the people working at the holidays don't have their homes decorated. Before Thanksgiving, they're in deep trouble, and Santa is one of those persons. <laughs> so I've got to have everything decorated yeah, yeah. And, and taken care of, otherwise Mrs. Claus is uh, saying, "Wait a minute, we need to put this star on the tree. You can, don't leave yet, you know? <laughs> well, you know things like that." So I have to do a lot of those things, and I have to, and, and in, in between, I also have to get ready ready for everything else. Example: You're out there on Long Island. Well, guess what? Tonight I'll be at Madison Square Garden. Wow. Wow. I'm with the Queen of Christmas tonight.
1: Uh, Mariah We're Powell. doing
5: the Mariah Carey concert. Wow! Yes, she's at oh Madison Square Garden tonight. It's actually uh, Merry Christmas to all her concert. It's uh, being filmed for CBS with the Rockettes and lots of special guests. So I'll be there tonight uh, to be part of her concert, uh, which will be on CBS on December 20th. So I'm very lucky sometimes.
1: Yeah. Listen, you earned it. You you put in you put in your time, and again, we thank you for your your time in Vietnam. Once again, uh, there's just uh, not nothing we can say about that. Uh, congratulations on everything, on just a wonderful career. Thank Santa. you very
5: much, Frank, and and to and to all your listeners out there. I want to wish you all a very very Christmas, a prosperous new year, and remember, kids, stay on the nice list.
1: Thank you very much the national santa tim conahan has been our very special guest and he's the best There you, you go you hear him santa's tips for surviving the holidays everyone uh a, a book and uh, i it just it, you know we, we got him it's uh il formaggio grandissimo you know what that is that's the the big cheese it's called and so you get you know you get the the big guy and it's not springsteen. And it's uh it's it's not Eric Clapton, it's uh it's it's Santa. But it's this is the national Santa, right? Tim Conahan. And uh a big difference. <laughs> a big difference between him and, and some of those drunken, pathetic Santa's that you see. Um you know, I was talking to uh, Ed Randell, uh, the former governor of uh of Pennsylvania, and he was at the game where the Philadelphia fans pegged uh, Santa Claus with ice balls, you know. And he says, you know, I'll be honest with you. He said, I'm not saying he deserved it, but he was a drunken, sloppy, nasty little Santa Claus, you know. He said, and he, yeah, he kind of deserved it a little bit. He was drunk, and he was at the Eagles game, and they, and the Eagles were doing terrible by halftime, and they, they had the nerve to still put this drunken <laughs> Santa out there, and they pegged him with snowballs, ice balls. And it was just, uh, it became legend after that because the Eagles fans are considered very mean, right? The Philadelphia fans in general, and they and they pelted Santa Claus with uh, with ice balls. Not this guy, though. This is Tim Conahan, uh, Vietnam vet, and, you know, for 50 years he's played Santa, and for 22 years he's been playing him constantly, and... He does very well for it, and he is uh, national, uh, for all kinds of national department stores, uh, Hollywood Parade, and, you know, Mariah Carey, you know, let's face it, I mean, you know, she's become the queen of Christmas because of those tunes, that's for sure, and she's a Long Islander, so we love her, and she's got some voice, and anyway, uh, the National Santa Tim Conahan has been our very special guest, Frank McKay signing off, we'll see you all next time on... Breaking it down. This is Frank McKay.
0: He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.